Welcome back to another episode of Ho and Tell Podcast. I am your one half of the podcast, Sex with Ashley. And I'm Crystal the Oracle. And Crystal, so today we have a really good one. So we have our first trans that, story. I mean, and what, that is amazing. I love that we are expanding into all kinds of stories. But I would say there was some real wild shit in this story. And it had nothing yeah, to do with the trans woman. Like, it was the partners yeah, that are yeah. doing crazy stuff. What is, right. what is y'all up to? Niggas, man, tell you, niggas. They go need. They go need. It don't matter. They just what they do. Uh, <laughs> so listen in, and then we'll be, we'll be back to discuss in a second. So what's up, guys? And, you know, we have Miss Jenkins. Hey, Miss Jenkins. Hey, Ashley. <laughs> How are you? I just woke up, you know, had to throw a little toothpaste in this mouth and get the sleep out my eye, but I'm here. <laughs> well, I'm glad that, you, that you're here. <laughs> so uh, I hear you have a whole and tell story to share. Yes. Yes, I do. I got really excited when my partner shared the, the, that you were accepting Ho and Tell stories. My partner was like, you got a lot of them. And really, I have a lot of them because I identify as a Black trans woman. So a lot of my host stories come from like very trade DL cishet men who want to interact with trans bodies on the low low don't know when not want anybody to see so those experiences over the last five years plus more honestly has been very interesting <laughs> so i have a plethora of that range from trifling to like okay this was not that bad <laughs> trifling one and one okay one. okay that's fine you can share as many stories you want to i was gonna say i bet that is very i bet you do have stories and i bet they're very interesting all right so let's talk about the first one you're going to share let's get into that one so the first one's the trifling one uh <laughs> And this had been about uh, quite towards the end of when I realized I was not going to be interacting with like cishet men sexually just because they don't know how to interact with trans bodies. Now, I mean, they can barely interact with a cis black woman's body. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, I might be time for me to cut it. Right. And I feel like the ancestors were sitting beside throughout that whole year because so much fuck shit had been happening. Um, but one of them was. So I, I was working as a server at the time and I was like, okay, well, my shift starts at two. It's 12. Let me see if I can get a little dick before I go to work. Get up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. So at the time um, I hopped on the grinder app because that's where all the trade had went um, at this point because you had like a few other, you know, it's websites, but because of Sasta and Festa, they really shut down a lot of the websites that you would interact sexually, like Craigslist. And what is Sasta and Festa? Explain what that is. Um, Sasta and Festa, um, just like an overview, because I can't go deep dive, I don't have the range, but it basically is a bill that deep uh, that criminalized sex work and criminalized sites that contain nudity, okay. um, which primarily again affected like black and brown sex workers, especially mm-hmm. like queer and trans black and brown sex workers, mm-hmm. um, because they shut down sites like Craigslist. They Tumblr got affected by it. Tumblr, like Tumblr porn, got shut. Yeah. I mean, I think it's still up, but it primarily got censored and shut down. And so a lot of these w- websites where you either could go, um, you know, have uh, profiles for work, or if you're just trying to get have 
have casual fun sex or if you're just trying to watch some awesome sexual content um, that's not like uh, produced through like a major porn label, if it's uh, people that you want to see who aren't necessarily in the mainstream, um, that also got shut down. And so, of course, people have changed platforms and switched it up. But um, during that time, a lot of access that I did have to get like quick, easy dick was a little limited. So I had to hop on this site called Grinder, which is primarily for like uh, cis gays. But they're betrayed. The trade had transitioned to Grinder very quickly. Um, and there was a couple other trans folks that would be on Grinder um, who would get dates. So I was one of them anyway. And uh, yeah, one guy hops up in my DMs and you know, I don't like to, I, I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to go quick. So I was like, send me a face and a dick pic and let's, let's keep it pushing, right? Motherfucking point. We ain't got time. <laughs> other stuff straight to the point. Face, dick, let's go. <laughs> Like what we do the backstory for? Like there's no need. Right. You just fucking. So whatever. <laughs> so we got right to the point. I was like, "Can you drive? Because you can't drive. It's a done deal. You know, you got to come to me." Um, and he was like, "Yeah, I could drive." So we're messaging. He was like, "Yeah, it looks like I'm like right across the street from you because you know the grinder gives you your location, which honestly is a little weird. But you know, I paid it at the time because you know I wanted the dick. That's <laughs> safe." It's not, but sometimes Grindr doesn't give you the exact location, but it still tracks your location. So it's it's still weird, surveilly, and unsafe. But one of the ways that I mitigated it is I always gave them the address of like three doors down or like an empty house that I knew was empty. What if somebody in three doors down? That's why I made sure the apartment was empty, but that wasn't always the case. Okay. And he would get there and he'd be like, I can't find you. I'm like, oh, my apartment number is actually this. Um, when they, Because I would tell them, like, tell me when you're five minutes out. And they'd be like, oh, I'm five minutes out. And I'd be like, okay, here's my actual apartment number. Okay. Um, and this way, sometimes I can catch them, you know, or like if they're walking around the neighborhood, I can catch them and, you know, get, get a peep and a tea mm-hmm. uh, to see if that picture was accurate <laughs> or if I got catfished. Right. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so we're messaging and he was like, yeah, I'm five minutes away from you. You know, I'm real close. I could pull up. There's only one problem. My baby's in the car. Uh, I'm like, Sir. what? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I said, okay. I was like, well, maybe do you want to, we can hook up another time. Like I can just go to someone like your baby's in the car. Obviously you got responsibility. <laughs> so how was he planning to fuck with his baby in the car? Like, was he going to get the baby in the car? Was he going to bring the baby inside the apartment? Like, how was that? How was he gonna, going to play that out in his head? Well, he didn't play it out in the head. He played it out with me, the options. The first option was that he was going to leave his baby in the car with the windows rolled down a little bit while I give him head. And I said, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Are you kidding? No. <laughs> you're gonna leave your child in a car in a random place that you don't know when it's hot outside no (laughs) and I said I'm not doing that he was like well I could just bring the baby in your house and leave it in the living room we can go upstairs or whatever whatever and I was like what so you're gonna bring your baby to a knowing that you have a baby mama you're gonna bring a baby to a random person's house leave them in the living room so you can get your dick sucked Yes, just that's what he was going to do. Like, ooh, ooh, Lord! Like, I won. Ooh, I would fucking kill my baby daddy if I knew that one you you were going to have my child some random place you don't know. Leave it. Thought about leaving them in the car. 
that's just crazy because people what, what if someone pull crazy like anything can happen then you're gonna have the option b uh was to walk leave him in the house no so was there an option c was there like anything that made sense no option c because at that point i was disgusted and i said you know what it's fine <laughs> I'm not even horny no more <laughs> because this had been like a long trend of like different sis had been doing fuck shit and so you know this was around the side where I was getting to so many signs that it was time for me to you know not stop having sex but like change who I interact sexually with like you know switch up my partners um, or maybe not even interact with sis men in general wait I have a question so my question mm-hmm. you're on grinder. so is do you do you put up there that you that you are a trans woman do they people they go into it Mm-hmm, absolutely I definitely put up from a trans woman I don't like that whole like you know surprise thing that is so uh, transphobic in ways that I don't even want to get into and I want people to know up front what the tea is because I don't I don't need any bullshit you know what I mean not to say bullshit still don't happen because look what happened but <laughs> I just don't need any of that kind of bullshit but not everyone does, and I don't, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't speak for the whole trans community, or I don't speak for everyone, but I know that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that way they know, like, yeah, you get in a trans woman, and sometimes the questions get even ickier, you know, do you wear girls' clothes, are you free out for post-op, those boring transphobic-ass questions. Before we get to the other story about, are you regularly hit on by... Cis, so cis means like, you know, men who identify the gender that they were born with. So they're man. So not trans, not trans, right? Not trans. So do you get hit on by men regularly? I do. And it's weird because uh, this dope person uh, that I follow, uh, one of them, um, but there's one, their name is Hunter Shockford, and um, they have an article that talks about how, like, gender is always, for Black people, is always up for debate. And so I, um, that was very, that gave me name to something I had been experiencing for years, where I never know how I'm going to get gendered. If I tuck and I ain't got no mustache, sometimes people will call me she, her, or treat me, I guess, like a Black cis woman, if I can, if that is, like, the closest experience I can relate to. But other times they don't, because maybe I'm too tall and my arms are too lanky and my shoulders are a little too broad. You know what I mean? But, like, what other, like, if you think of Black cis women, there are Black cis women who are tall, who have, uh, what's it called, broad shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. Who have, like, all different types of features that you could say are, that make up a woman or don't make up a woman, right? Right. And so, uh, I just never know, but the answer is yes, and sometimes it's weird, and sometimes it isn't, and by weird, they'll, like, you know, won't say anything to me, but, like, at the, like, uh, the, by the bathroom or, like, in a, in an aisle where there ain't no one around, they'll be like, hey, hey. Or they'll whisper. They'll be like, yeah, yeah, I know what kind of girl you are. Yeah, yeah, I'm into girls like you. What you doing later? And I'll be like, why are we whispering, sir? <laughs> well, you know why he whispering. <laughs> Hello? Hello? I know why they're whispering, but it's... it's, it's why it's, is in the next aisle? That's why probably why he's whispering. Or they just don't want anyone to know that they talk to trans people because for for those all those reasons. And so I do get hit on, but it's weird. So most of the time, honestly, because it's like safety reasons, because, you know, once you turn down a cis man, they can kill you. Right. Or like if or like if you begin to like rebuff their attraction or I don't know, cis hetero ego and patriarchy does some weird shit to make it difficult for like. Black women and Black queer and trans folks to even interact with them without having to deal with, oh, am I going to die? Am I going to get in a fight? 
like it's something about to pop off. And so I wear ear pods on the way out. I don't, I have my ear pods in my phone music blasting, but just high enough so where I can't be bothered and like low enough to where I still can keep an eye on my surroundings. And that's how I navigate going outside by myself. But yeah, I've gotten hit on by plenty of cis men, whether they do it in public, which is one in a few, or whether they like do it off on the side, or if it's at night at a gas station, you know what I mean? Some nigga will grab his dick in front of my face, and I'd be like, oh. not today. <laughs> they ball with it. They be bold with it sometimes, and I'd be like, Mm-mm. no, I'm good. Because <laughs> like... That's not even attractive. Like, if if you are interested in me, I mean, grabbing your dick and putting it in my... Like, that's just not... Even if I thought you were cute or thought you were semi-attractive, now I have no interest because that is not how you uh, initiate anything over here. And it'd be weird. Like, I had this one um, neighbor um, who would only talk to me when his mom or his sister wasn't around. And every time he'd have, like, friends on his porch, it'd be silence. Like, the nigga didn't even know me. But then every time the friends weren't on the porch, he was like, hey, how you doing? What's up? How you feeling? Can I can I get your bags out the car? Can I help you? He's trying to come in my damn apartment, you know, because I would, you know, I, I need to help with my bags. So I was like, yeah, you gonna carry my bag, sure. But he then he would try to come in my apartment. I'm like, no, you can leave him by the door. I'll grab him, right? So it's just weird shit like that. That is weird. Like, you know, when we in public, you have dead silence but now you have all the questions and now you give a fuck about you know it just and then like for that too um and i'm glad you didn't let him go into your apartment because who's to say when he got in there he wouldn't try to try anything right and then next thing you know i have to turn him down that could be a throw of hands right. you know i was the apartment wasn't even in my name so like a friend was letting me stay in their room for rent and so i was very conscious of that and so you know what i mean if police got called to that apartment that could like uh, disrupt my relations with that person I was living with and I could be out of my ass. So, you know, just like all the factors that we have to think about around our survival or when we are navigating our survival, just like, oh, this can affect this, that could affect this because everything feels like it's on a web. So you can't even hoe freely sometimes without like thinking of how it's going to affect the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Oh, dang. Yeah, I, I do know what you mean. So you said you left Black cis men alone and now you're moved on to what? type of people? Well, I wouldn't say moved on, but I don't interact with cishet men. I um, luckily had came to the realization for a while that um, I'm bouncing between the word bisexual and pansexual, but basically it means your genitals don't matter. Like you and your personality do. Like if we have a vibe, we have chemistry, then we'll have the sexual conversations before we have sex and we'll talk about it and we'll get busy or we won't. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't interact with cishet men anymore. That's just like a personal choice I've made. They just, it's just too much. Like I said, they don't know how to handle my body. And honestly, a lot of the black trans women that have been getting m- murdered and coped like in large amounts, right? Like 45, 55. And those are just the ones that we know about a year. That's not even globally are primarily by, I, by trade and by cishet men. You know what I mean? Um, and so that was just like my personal choice of like, oh, if I'm interacting with a person who would kill me, who would readily kill me um, to protect his secret or to protect his fragile masculinity, then like, should I really be giving my body to that type of person? <laughs> and that was a question I had to ask and answer, how to find an answer. <laughs> and that's a question, you know, I might need to be asking as well. Like, you know, sometimes I know that 
sexuality for the most part is not something that people choose it's what you're born with and i know that because you know like i identify as um heteroflexible we'll say that but you know identify most 98 percent of the people that i am attracted to or engaged to are male right and i'll be like men are the so ghetto like it's just like dating men are just so it's just so ghetto that's the ghetto thing i ever done was like date men so ghetto. So ghetto. Like, oh my God. Like, I, I like Jesus. Like, can I, I need to do something else. This is just so fucking ghetto. Um, so I totally understand. That's a question I probably need to be asking myself too. Which is so real because again, cis men kill black women. <laughs> I'm not gonna like try to like pair hierarchies, but they also be killing black women like it ain't nobody's business, right? <laughs> and so like, or if they're not killing you by like taking your life, they're doing it through like verbal mental manipulation, right? Through emotional manipulation, through constantly lying, through not being upfront and honest, through just being weird and you know, you know, patriarchal. Um, or like, you know, rape culture they just be all, you just so non-consensual with their actions and behaviors. And so, yeah, I feel like that's a question that honestly, a lot of people who aren't cis men <laughs> have to ask. <laughs> so your other story, you said it's not, you said this one is, um, what, what kind of, what kind of story is the next one? So it's the trade story, but it's not as trifling. This was actually, I would say not a positive experience, but, um, this is uh, right around the time, uh, I think I was, because I'm 28 now, so all of this happened in the Quora, like my 18 to like 25, 26, 27, and 27 to 26 is when I began, not, I wouldn't even say slowing down, because fuck that, we get the hoe as much as we want, but when I stopped really uh, realizing that I don't want to interact with this happen anymore. Okay. And so... Um, this was like the earliest, probably like in my like 2022s. Um, and at this time I had a routine. So, you know, I had like my regulars. I had like a rotation, <laughs> as Issa said. Um, and so I had like four or five niggas. Sometimes I would add, sometimes I would change in my rotation. And then of course, like I would just hook up with some like not randos, but randos throughout the week. And so this person was initially a rando but he got added to the rotation um because we got there um or i got there and you know he was cool he said we got to keep it down because i live with my sister and i was like oh that's not gonna be a problem it's not gonna get weird he was like no no my sister knows i have people over and stuff like that we good don't worry about that they're really cool and so i was like okay cool i was to make sure i didn't get all weird and secrety like your sister can't see me and you're telling me to climb through a window or something right <laughs> and so uh you know came in the lights low he was like before we have sex you know i want to rub you down i want to give you a massage and i was like ah! oh you want to what because I ain't never experienced rubbing down and give me a massage. He was like, yeah. He was like, you deserve to be, like, loved on and treated well. And you know what I mean? You bottom, right? And I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah. You know, you got to take care of your bottoms. And I said, you sure the fuck do. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you sure the fuck do. Um, so he rubbed me down, you know, play a little music. It was, like, dim lit. You know, he had the ambiance for sex all set up. And, um... <laughs> I had a great time, you know. He was just sensual and slow, love foreplay. I'm a foreplay hoe. You just can't dive. You know, niggas just sometimes just want to dive right into penetration. And I'm like, can you play with my nip? Can you suck on my neck? Do something. <laughs> Hello? Can you massage the back of my back or, like, go down my thighs with your hand? Can we 
Right. So you got to get it wet. You got to get it wet. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't. Like, I, I posted on um, Instagram. I was like, you know, because rarely penis is enough. Rarely. I need something. Hello. Okay. All right. So, um, so he's now he's massaging, rubbing you down. Okay. What happens next? You said it's not a positive. It sounds positive so far. Oh, wait, no, no. This is a positive one. My bad. Oh, Okay. And so he he was he was great. I mean, we we tried different positions with that. I was him, and he was just eating out my cakes, and it was just. Mm, I mean, it was everything. I had uh, such a great time. You know, he was you know a little a little thick down there. You know, he had a big dick, and so um, at that time, I wouldn't say I, I I was definitely one of the girls where I was like, Ooh, the bigger the better, or like not even the bigger the better, but like how big can I get it? How big can I take? I was kind of like in that mindset. And so, uh, yeah, we had great sex. And I was like, I got to add you to my rotation. And I sure did. And we would hook up on the regular. He was like a once a monther, um, not necessarily once a week because he traveled for work, or at least that's what he told me. Um, and so I was like, that's fine. Listen, so like I currently don't have a rotation. I let all of my rotation go probably a few months ago. So like I, I have real. zero, zero bodies. So I need to um, start collecting <laughs> more people. So this collecting, yes, collecting rotation because you know it's a hot girl summer and all that jazz. So I'm sure with the pandemic that really like threw a wrench in everything or put like made things difficult. <laughs> Yeah, well, for for me, last year I was dating someone all year, so that one person, so that it worked out really great because I was we started dating uh, February, so right before the pandemic like really hit hit, and then so it lasted all of last year, so you know it just worked out like okay, I got my one dick that I know you know we ain't, you ain't got COVID, I ain't got to try to do all this extra, extra shit, so it was it worked for what it was. Yes, come on, COVID pod, you know. <laughs> so I got a question. So my question is, I've never had a trans woman on my show. So my question is, so like, what is like your most strangest encounter? It, well, it, no, no, it's fine. It's just that strange also is kind of scary. So hold up. <laughs> well, okay. It can, it can be that. Uh, so there was this one guy um who came over and this was again during the trend of guys where i had realized um that it was probably time for me to cut it <laughs> at least with with cisette men and um uh he came through it was that night and we you know you know how i'm straight to the point and we got there and i was like all right so you know but he wanted to talk and i was like okay well i guess we could talk for a little bit but you know i gotta go to sleep <laughs> or like i don't want you to be here all night talking like we came here for the contention um so he just starts saying all this weird shit and I can't even remember it, honestly, because I probably blocked it out. But he started going in, and then he mentioned something about killing somebody. And I said, whoa. <laughs> right. And I'm sitting there laying on bed naked, by the way, right, because I'm naked. And I'm like, oh, oh, no. I said, oh, no, you don't. Oh, we can't be. But then he finished his whole story, right? And it was wild, right? Mm -hmm. And then he was like, all right, you know, mm -mm, trying to, you know, try to sit down in my bed. And I said, oh, no, you got to go. Like, oh, no, you actually just got to go. Um, and he was like, no, nah, no, nah, I came over here. I'm going to get my dick sucked. What you going to do? And at this point, right, 
before this would have probably scared me but i had been doing this for a, a few times now and so the thing about trade is the most thing they want to protect their secret right and so at this point what he didn't know and i let my you know i i live with other two other trans women which was perfect because we would always you know be like hey i got trade peace or not even trade i got someone coming over tonight you know just let y'all know just in case you we need to roll up on them right um this is not the first time where we had to forcibly remove a nigga out of our house or remove someone from our place because they decided they were going to be trifling. Um, and so I, I didn't tell them, but my sisters already knew. And I, you know, I was already like, okay, look, I have two other sisters who live in the house with me. We will roll up on you and beat your shit, but we're not trying to do that. So I was like, so unless you want your, I got a photo of you, you know, you gave, gave me a face pic, unless you want me to post your photo all over Facebook and tell them that you fuck trans girls, then I need, I need you to get the fuck out of my house. Um, and he got scared. He was like, oh, shit, no, no, no. And, you know, that situation could have turned even more worse, but it scared the shit out of him as I thought it would. And he was like, I was like, so you need to get the fuck out of my house. He was like, you know, I'm sorry. You know, uh, we, we can start over. We can still do this. I was like, no, nah. I said, get the fuck out of my house. And I had to chase this nigga down the stairs and get him out the house. Um, the beautiful thing is I had my altar by my bed, and he, he was freaked out by my altar, um, too. So, you know, he thought I was like some, you know how people criminalize and demonize hoodoo and voodoo. So, you know, he thought I was this weird hoodoo bitch. And I'm like, I am a weird hoodoo bitch. So let's go. <laughs> Don't right. <worry> me. <laughs> um, but he finally left my house. But it was it was scary. And I had to like sage down my house. The candles on my altar were all out randomly the next day. Like they had just lit them the day before and they were all out. And there was like this dead roach in front of my altar. And so I had to call some of my spiritual family and be like, this is what happened. What do I do? I'm freaking out. So that was a, one of my weird encounters. That was a very weird encounter. Very w- weird. And like you said, very dangerous because that could have gone very differently. And I'm glad it did not. Do you um, engage with women? And if so, how yes. been? Um, Okay. So I haven't engaged with a cis woman. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but sometimes uh, cis women and their transphobia also be on one. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so I haven't actually engaged with a cis woman since I think I was like 19 or 20. And I think at that time, this is when I still identified as gay and, um, I couldn't understand why I was attracted to her. Uh, well, actually they, because they no longer identify. Um, but I couldn't understand why I attracted. I was attracted to them at the time. And at the time, I had narrowed my box. I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a gay man. Gay boys aren't supposed to kiss kiss uh, uh, people of the opposite sex. Gay boys aren't supposed to do that. Like, I'm supposed to only like men. And so this is like what I said in the beginning around like, or not the beginning, but earlier around like, um, I had always had an attraction to like, I guess, multiple genders or to like different people who necessarily weren't didn't have the same uh, gender or sex. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just didn't know how to understand that um, because so much of, my identity was very narrowed um, and cis had a normativity and, and was narrowed in like what you're supposed to do within like your identity, right? Which is bullshit. You can do whatever the fuck you want as long as it's consensual and you're not hurting other people. Right. I have a friend who identifies gay, homosexual. Um, they've been homosexual for 20 years or so, maybe since, you know, since college. So we've, I've been on college a while. And so recently, he has now started dating a, a woman. And he was like, I'm dating a woman. When he, first, he called me, I was like, are you like, for real? I, I was shocked. Not that, not so much that, and I told him this afterwards. I said, no, you are, you can date 
a woman, you can't, you know, because uh, sexuality is fluid. So you can, you can date women. That's fine. I said, for me, I, I was shocked because for so long, he's been just with boys, boys, boys. I didn't even know he even was like, attracted to women. Like I just didn't even, didn't even know it. I was like, you right? You dating a woman? Like for real? Like you found one attractive? And he was like, yeah, I know. He's like, and then he's like, they had sex and all this stuff. He was like, and I enjoyed it. Like he was shocked too. I was like, well, damn. So I do agree that, you know, we sometimes put ourselves in these boxes and that, you know, you can explore outside the box. You know, you just have to, you just have to, I think, be willing to step outside of your comfort zone and do that. Absolutely. And it's also dangerous sometimes to explore your sexuality or explore your gender. There's consequences. You know what I mean? We live in a society that's very rigid, that's very like, you know, white, cis head. You know what I mean? The gender project, man, woman, uh, gotta get married, gotta have them babies, right? And so like when you try to deviate from those expectations, you know, those expectations are also held up by the church a lot of the times, right? And so it's not safe for a lot of people um, to ex- explore. And when they do, there's often consequences either from peers or from family or maybe job loss or like just real life consequences. Um, so it can be scary. So it's, sometimes it's like you don't give yourself the permission and other times it's you kind of want to, but your environment, it won't let you. Right. I agree with that. And that's especially true for Black people just in general. Like, yes. who are gay, straight, bi, whatever your sexuality is. A lot of us are bound by religion and just bound by what we believe is correct from like generational things. And we are not able to express ourselves out of fear of not being accepted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Black people, we so surveilled. <laughs> surveil whether it's from the actual state and surveilling us or whether it's just from random people that just surveil and call cops on black bodies or want to know what this black body doing in this space we are so surveilled (laughs) we really are and and i'm trying like part of my mission in life is to educate people and to give them, you know, give them information. My work is is towards Black women, right? And so, like, I want to be able to let women know that you can, it's okay to want to explore and try new stuff and do all these things. Like, you can do this and, and it's okay. And we need to stop putting restrictions and limits on ourselves because based off what someone else said, we cannot do. And that is right. not the will of the Lord. Right, right. The Lord, the Lord wants you to fuck. Hello, what the Lord? Mm-hmm. Ho, ho. Well, the Lord said, I guess. What are you? Ho, ho? Sex <laughs> was created by God. Okay. <laughs> so, and, and I tell, I, I tell, um, cis women this all the time. I say, if pleasure was not God's intention, we would not have clitoris. We have a whole organ dedicated to pleasure like that's it that that's all its purpose is is to make you feel good that's the whole point so you cannot sit here and tell me that one sex does not matter and that your pleasure does not matter that is not true that is false right and i just think about i we have i have my partner that i'm currently with they are um, very sex positive I, I mean honestly i thought i was doing something in the sex area but you know getting with them made me realize that i'm hella vanilla <laughs> 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 I 
ain't done as much as I thought I did. Okay. Look, me too. I thought I was pretty like, you know, explorative and doing all that shit until I started doing this podcast. I'm a blogger by profession. So I started doing like more into sex blogging and learn about different things. I was like, oh shit, like I had a whole lot of stuff I haven't done. And you know, and, and some of it I'm not going to do and that's perfectly fine. But you know, I have knowledge about it. But like, yeah, I'm probably vanilla ish <laughs> look, look but the fact that you're open to knowing about it and learning about it and they got access to it right and you have the, the, the autonomy to choose whether or not you want to do it is the power and the freedom in it i think for me because it's the same thing i'm the type of person where i was like i'll try just about anything at least once to see if i like it but there are some things i'm like no nah, that's not for me and that's okay i'm not gonna yuck no one else's young but it's just not for me <laughs> exactly and that is totally okay well miss jenkins i am glad you stopped by the podcast and shared your stories i have enjoyed talking to you yes same thank you for so much for your patience with me waking up late i said oh oh, oh it's one let me get myself together <laughs> you, are totally, you are totally i understand that's why i try to you know send people text messages and responses because you know stuff happens so i totally understand and i thank you for your time yes thank you for having me ashley all right so crystal what did you think of the story first of all Ashley said dating niggas is the most ghetto thing she does and speaking of how this man talk about he gonna bring his baby to the encounter like he just gonna bring the baby and leave the baby in the car it's like oh I can't leave the baby in the car so I'm just gonna bring the baby like, you can't need your dick wet that bad. That like, bad. Come on. You can't. Like, just do it the next time. Or when you have a babysitter, like, my God, like, what is wrong with you? And I would be so pissed if I was the baby mama and I found out that you took my baby to some stranger house right. to get your dick, get your dick sucked or whatever, whatever it is. Like, you that horny? Mm-mm, a baby. Like, that was like, wow. Y'all, no, you know, anything about this person, they could be crazy. They could be baby nappers for all we know. You don't know. Like, girl, be so pissed. That was the crazy thing. Like, you know, not to, to, not to make it too heavy, but like realizing like how much just poor decision-making is involved, first of all. And secondly, how much safety is constantly at the forefront for this woman just living her life as she chooses mm-hmm. to. And it's like, you obviously mm-hmm. uh, love her, love what she has to offer, but she always has to keep her safety top of mind because, and what was crazy for me was like listening to her story, like as just a, as a black woman, just navigating the world with six head men, you also mm-hmm. have to just keep your safety top of mind. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm the violence that the patriarchy perpetuates is is a lot so anyway yeah it is because like, like i told y'all earlier like when people come over here i have to like you, you need to have some type of something weapon or some sort so that when people get crazy you protect yourself because you know men can overpower us and sometimes it's just crazy. crazy my favorite part i think of this episode though was jenkins <laughs> Miss <laughs> Jenkins, like, really knew how to explain terms in just, like, a really uh, easy way. And I think I'm going to adopt her terms. So, like, I consider myself pansexual. 
And I've never said it as concisely as your genitals don't matter. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like your genitals don't matter. Right. Like that's a really dope way to put it. So I just thought just being able to express um, what, what it's like to be a trans woman in the world was really dope this episode for sure. I did too. I thought it was a really good episode. I'm hoping that we'll have more trans stories because, you know, I tried to like, I don't know what it's like to be trans. Right. So I tried to gain you know insight just just peek into people's lives by what they what they share just try to get a better understanding of what it's like because like I said that's not my truth that's not my life but I I am interested in just seeing how other people you know things they have to go through in their day life yes and then the question that I think I know we talk a lot about what happens when you transition from like your 20s to your 30s and like owning your pleasure and that kind of thing but like this question that she ended up having to ask herself like should I be giving my body to people that I have to navigate my safety around? Right? Like, that's a question. question. We need to be asking ourselves too. Right. It's a big question. And then you like wake up and you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, I know the adrenaline of these encounters Mm -hmm. is kind of fun, but like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, if I don't feel cherished and I don't feel safe and I don't feel all of those things, like, why am I doing this? Like, I feel like that was a big question. And I feel like every woman, uh, regardless of of who you are, you get to that place where you have to ask yourself that question. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, why am I doing this? Yeah, I I thought it was a very good episode. I like her episode. Her episode was really, really good. Let's talk a little bit about... (laughs) No, this is not funny at all. Oh, it's a strange <laughs> encounter with this man who was like, I've killed people before. And then her and her sisters had to run him up, up out of there. <laughs> and then she said she had, right, an and then be- she had an altar beside the bed. So he was already scared of her. Now I can relate to that being an oracle. People be like, uh, you going to do a spell on me? Uh, no. <laughs> you think I just fell on And then had to be like, you know, I got your picture I will share it unless you leave me alone. Like that's that's crazy that you gotta you gotta threaten people right. like that. That is that is a lie. Um, yeah. And then the the being like this, men being so secretive about what it is they like. Like that's why we have to have more spaces like this one where people can just really talk about what they like and not not hide it. I do understand. I had a discussion earlier this week. I understand that, you know, Black men do not have the safe space um, like women do to be able to explore and try new things. Or they, if they do, or they have, they say it, they get all this backlash and all this whatever. So, um, so I do understand that. So that's probably why there's this big thing with them where like, it's kind of got to be secretive. Can nobody know that I'm, I'm, I'm doing this? I remember... Like on, I think it was a couple of years ago, two years ago, maybe last, no, it wasn't last year, year for that. This girl, I think it was her boyfriend or something or somebody she knew on Facebook, try to out this like drug dealer. You remember that? She's on Facebook. She did, she went Facebook live, try to out this drug dealer. She caught him, I'm having sex with a dude. And so she went on Facebook live. Why she went on Facebook live? No idea. Went on Facebook live, try to out, out this dude. Anyway, long story short, she ended up getting killed. He oh. shot her. Now, both of them wrong, right? Right. But one, you don't out people because why are you doing that? That's their business. And then two, you don't kill people. But 
number one is you don't kill people, but right. Like, why? But the thing is, the like in our culture, why did him? You know, because I always say you can't shame the shameless, right? So why did right. him being outed as a man who has sex with other men make him so enraged and feel so embarrassed and ruined that he felt he needed to kill her in retribution? Yeah, because that's how society has it. Like, you know, like I'm sure at his, in his town, you know, he was this big drug dealer and blah, blah, blah. And he just could not live with, with the fact that people, she was spreading this and people knew or people had this. This, they knew this thing about him. So, like, because society has made it that way, black men cannot live in their truth. That's why we love Lil Nas X. Yes, we do. Lil, Lil Nas X, one thing about Lil Nas X, he gonna keep the people talking. And I love he, it. Every month. And he is really showing, I think, a whole generation of black men um, and I think he's he is a really masculine presenting. I mean, he's got the androgyny that he'll pull in, but showing a mm-hmm. whole generation like how to be yourself. Um, right. And I liked how I was talking about this to somebody else the other day. I said, because you know, he pulled us in with um, what is it? Old time, old yeah, time road country. Yeah, he pulls in with that. Everybody was singing that song. He even got Billy Ray Cyrus do the remix. Like everybody was on that song. Everybody. Like at that time, he did not come out publicly and say I was gay or anything. But everybody, man, boy, woman, child, loved that song, right? So like he pulled us in with that, and then he was like, "Okay, bam, this is my truth," and it's like you know whatever. I like that he 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 was able to be himself. A lot of times with labels and music, people cannot. And I think he took a big risk, but it kind of showed us, right? Like it's like, why would you ruin ruin your career in quotation marks by you know uh, completely changing audiences? But it was like when he saw himself getting momentum in a direction that was not authentically him, he decided to stop and move in the direction that was authentically him. And I just I live for that. I live for pivots yeah, and advocate for whole shit. And I still, I still like his music. I know people had this thing with um, Chloe's uh, weeks ago talking about Lil Nas X, something about music not for kids or role model. But he don't make music for children. It's not kids' box. Right. Like his music is not for kids. So why your kids listen to that? Figure out why everybody think music is for kids. There's kids' music. Yeah. Like WAP is not for yeah. kids, y'all. It's not. So, like, why you don't listen to WAP anyway? That is clearly an adult song. Clearly. Just Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B aren't for kids, and they're not going to be for your kids. And Miley Cyrus ain't for kids after she Hannah Montana either, so y'all just relax. (laughs) Not no more, because Miley be on TV half naked sometimes. I don't know what she be doing, (laughs) but she real grown now. (laughs) Right. But yes, this was a really, really good story, and I I love it. I love the conversation, for sure, for sure. So if you are a trans woman, man, and you want to share your story, hop on in our inbox at on Instagram at Ho and Tell Podcast. You can join our Facebook group, the Ho and Tell Discussion Facebook group, or you can send us an email on our website at, at hoandtell.com. Yes.